think some of them are talking about let's take the laptop out there and watch the 500 out there too sounds like a good old alabama time you want to take the you want to take the toshiba down to the local pool and watch the indy 500 (laughs) (laughs) that's how you say that style Hell yeah, brother. I'm going to sit out there for seven more days. I got the, 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 the toe sheet. All right, everybody. Welcome back oh to Lap 17. We're here for it. The one and only Lap Zero podcast, baby. Oh, wait, lap one, uh, 17, right? Is that, was yeah, that we're DW, 17. Was that DW's number? 17? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't actually know, to be honest with you, because I was like negative 17 at that time, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it was this. So, Norris, yeah, uh, so it was DW's. It was also Kinsis? In the D-Wall car? Yes, Kenseth. Oh, dude, that D-Wall car looked sexy, man. Was there any F1 drivers that had 17? D-W-N yeah. on the diehard car. Yeah, 17 was uh, unfortunately oh, yeah, yeah. the... That's the one I remember, too. That's the one I think. Sorry, 17's unfortunately the retired number, Jules Bianchi. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's why I, I run it. forget about that. That's why I run it in League Zero, actually. I'm not even kidding. Same last name. Yeah, we should ban that one for sure. All right, you know what? Listen here. Anyways, lap 17. That's 17, bro. We're here. It's 17 weeks, bro. That's crazy. We almost made it out of Q1, boys. It's cut off this week. How many weeks does it take <laughs> to have a baby? How, we're like halfway uh, to our ba- our baby, right? I don't know. Don't you have like, don't you have like two or three of them? I have, you one, I, have, I have one, but those nine months <laughs> went by really quick. It's 36 weeks. Nine times four. I'm a smart okay. guy. Okay. So, so we're, we're halfway so we're there. midway through the second yeah. trimester. Yeah, man. We got it. We're showing a bump. Oh, everyone's asking, oh, when is it due? Everybody's touching your belly. I know. It feels good right now. Week 17's feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm craving Dude, fried I'm pickles. Good. All right. Anyways. All right, back to the back to racing now. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, we had the uh we had the all-star race this weekend. You guys know there was the unique format. You've uh you've all seen it, that cool format where we do practice and then we do quality a pit car uh pit stop challenge, which was awesome. One by Love it, love it. The Gibbs crew. We we love it, dude. Like what a what an awesome qualifying format for like the weekend. Like it's just what what a great idea to be honest with you, with the whole throwback weekend going on. Well there's I don't and, know if there's any other way you could put them in you know what I mean, like in the All Star Race without doing something like that, where they where they really mean something more than you know usual. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. Then we had the heat races, a little trial run, got our All Star Open. It was a good. It was a good race actually. Uh, a lot of battling going on there. Which, by the way, hot topic. Bringing Gibbs and McDowell getting into it a little bit. Not getting into it as in physical. Nothing. I mean, like physical as in you know throwing punches or something. We ain't, we ain't got no. Uh, Gibbs we ain't got no punch. Uh, we ain't got no Gregson and uh, <laughs> Gregson and Chastain now with uh, Gregson getting knocked out. I mean, he knocked out the wall this week. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, but, man. Uh, no, it was a good race. I thought the all-star race was uh, was pretty good. It was uh, There's that wall dump from uh, Gregson hitting the wall and then taking everybody out, which was pretty funny. And then we had the, the Gibbs story there, which, by the way, what you guys think about McDowell getting all feisty about that move there? I thought it was kind of a racing deal, man. I didn't see anything too crazy. I'm pretty sure McDowell was in more than his fair share of stuff this week to get upset about somebody else. But that's just my take. Yeah, I'm with it. I don't think he was too upset though. Like I thought he was okay in his in his uh thing. I mean he didn't he didn't really flame him too hard. If anything, Gibbs just made him kind of look dumb at that point, so that's whatever. It is what it is. But uh 
overall, I mean, um, we can we can sit here and tell you about how great the weekend was, but uh, <laughs> we do yeah. need to get to the <laughs> we uh-huh. do need to get to the the nitty gritty parts, um, which is the short track package still sucks. Yeah, I mean, like it's terrible. Not you good. guys saw the racing. I mean, yeah, Dave, you tuned in. It. You tuned in for Sunday only, and you you've said to yourself, like, if if I was a casual fan, which you are, but if you're a casual fan who watches every week, it just watches on the Sunday, or not even every week, watch once in a while on Sunday, and you tuned into just a Sunday uh, All Star race, you would have been like, dude, that was trash. Okay, and I hope I'm not just speaking for myself, but like, I don't watch NASCAR practice. Like, I don't do that. I don't know, I just don't. Oh, like, gosh, I'm a diehard fan. I don't watch it either. <laughs> like, I don't. You know, and and like, I should have watched the opens, but I had stuff going on. But like, yeah, I sat down on Sunday and that was a really boring race. The cars look cool. It looked like a cool event. The manual scoreboard was cool. Like, wow, North Wilkesboro, like, wow. You know, but like it was it was boring. And uh I saw a stat today that said that the TV viewership was down quite a bit over Texas last year, too, which might be unrelated to the pace of the race, but I don't think I point is i don't think i'm the only one and i don't think we're the only ones who felt like this is pretty boring as a tv viewer yeah yeah like i said just (laughs) short track racing's when nascar's you know one of its staples and yet again we just don't know what we're doing there apparently so hopefully they got to figure it out the cool venue i have to say um y'all have heard me say it before but uh, Dale Jr. kind of started the whole thing, just trying to get it uh, scanned for iRacing. Had a bunch of guys come out. We'd eat it, I think. Uh, so, like Chad Canals, Ray Everham. Ray Everham was the one, I think, came out there and actually helped him with that, and TJ and a bunch of his buddies and this and that. And it was pretty cool. I don't think he ever thought that they'd be holding a NASCAR race there, especially like an all-star race, which is just, it's just cool. But the racing's got to get better, or that's all it is. It's a cool venue yeah. that we can just do on iRacing every once in a while. Agreed. Yeah, with, without a doubt, I heard a lot of mixed reviews. Like a, a lot of people who were at the track, like I think the spectacle itself was awesome. I think they did a great job. There was concerts all week. Um, there was food trucks, from what I've heard. There was all these like souvenir and like merchandise booths and stuff, and they had cool stuff. I mean, I mean, what more can you get than that? Like I thought the event itself, they did a great job. It made some for some good PR for them. It made for some great the for who the marketing behind it was was I thought phenomenal, top notch. I, I don't think they could have done much better than that. Right. And uh I, like I don't think I heard a single person walking away complaining. Like aside from the racing on track, like drivers, spotters, team members, NASCAR officials, like fan even fans. Fans thought it was the best thing ever at the track. The so the from from I mean, and and that does matter. Like I'm not saying, um, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, the fans on TV really do probably matter the most because I'd say they dictate a lot of the viewership. Like obviously, more people can watch TV than they can sit in the stands. It's just that simple. But I do really think, from a TV perspective of watching on TV, if you watch just the race, that race really sucked. No, they need to make it look better on TV, hands down. I don't think you can beat around the bush about that. It's got to get better for TV viewers. That's where their mo- most of their money and and those kind of things are coming from. I think. Yeah, I I think it'll I think it'll get better. I think that tracks um, that the track's great. First of all, I think the having no grip is great. It's it's a recipe for bump and runs, which was old racing, and in a way that race 
with Kyle Larson's domination, well, it, it almost looked like an old race. Like I, I, Norman, you can t- you can attest to it. You watched old races. You're was old. it not like an old race? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're old. old. Tell me what you think. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to take that side of it. Is I actually enjoyed the race anyway. It was a dominating performance, but on a Sunday evening, just sitting on the couch relaxing, watching some racing, it was. Nice just to kind of sit back and just watch old school style racing. There is no, it's the bottom lane or nothing. And that's Kyle Larson dominated it. But the only reason he dominated it was their crew got the pit strategy right. And I like that. That's, you know, well-deserved by them. It could have gone the whole totally opposite direction. There could have been a caution 30 laps after he took his tires on that first caution and everyone else would have come in and taken tires and he would have been smoked. But, um, I did enjoy yeah, it. And it I don't know. Like you said, Antonio, it was a short race though. So it helped, but yes, it was an old school style race. I was real happy to see the lab count. Yeah. I was really happy to see the 200, uh, was it 200 laps, right? Yes. Correct? I was yeah. about to see that. I was about to see that too. I hear me out. Like, why can't we do races like that every week? Why do we need 500 miles? Now, I'm okay. We're going, we're coming up on the Coke 600. I'm, I'm okay with that being like an endurance style race. Like, it's cool. I think that's a great touch. But man, the short races were great. That was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good uh, time wise. I can give you that much. But yeah. But on a, on a side note, Antonio, I think you touched on it. The sketchy spotter stand, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, it was like some scaffolding. They got like four or 40, 30 dudes jammed on that thing. Things like swaying in the wind and stuff. I was like, damn, dude, the, the manual scoreboard looks pretty good over there, man. I would go, I would go stand over there. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, like, wait, damn. that's what you got for us? Yeah, dude. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to stand on top of the porta potty at this point. Couldn't you have just stood on top of your hauler and seen the whole track? Yeah, but then they wouldn't have been on display like they were. I mean, it was like <laughs> yeah, they were just standing up there by themselves. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. No, it was pretty funny though. It looked hilarious. They're just like literally they were jammed from left to right, front to back, like jammed standing there, just like sitting on a on thing. And it's funny. I don't know. I mean, you guys, you guys know this, I'm sure. But there's an incline and a decline on that track. You go downhill into one and two, and uphill into three and four. And some genius thought, and I get it, I get it. They're going to fix it in future events. It's the first time we've been back here in like 30, 40 years, whatever the heck it was, 20 years, I think it was. But uh, why do we put it in the downhill part? Like, wouldn't you just wanted to put it at the top in turn three? Like, like who thought that through? <laughs> they need to see everything. Put them down the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. A bunch yeah, of, I don't it- know. That whole stand reminded me of like the F1 Haas uh, engineers. Today. Yeah. <laughs> like a little, little three man stand. Uh, oh, man. Literally, that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time, too. You don't need spotters. Uh, yeah, okay. Spotter, schmotter, they're fine. Who needs them? That Anyways, a, from, a, from a short little baby track to uh, the old Coke 600, yeah? Yeah, man. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. The Coke 600 is always a good time. It's one of those big ones time. you can just like throw it on and watch all night. Literally all night. I mean, if you're Eastern, it's all night. For me, it's like, I don't know, was it start like 3 p.m. or something? Yeah. It's pretty early. <laughs> yeah. You got <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, they're all, you know what's funny though? They're always afternoon races for me. You guys are like, it's so funny. It's always like, everybody's like, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch NASCAR tonight. I'm like, dude, it's like 1230. I'm jamming out, dude. Like, let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's like 1230, dude. I should have brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I mean, normally uh, watch the beginning of the 600, but it's nice to get back on that day and still have racing to turn on when you get back from the pool or off the water from the lake. Yeah. You know what I really like about it? I like how much the track changes because it goes from sun to no, to dark to nighttime. It's great. Yes. It makes for like some guy can dominate the beginning of the race and then absolutely fall off. Like you got to be on it with the adjustments, on it with the tires because they're going to act different in the cold than they are in the in the in the in the heat. Oh, that was so. so I just think it's overall the awesome. race was so great without stages. When a guy would start the race. And he would dominate. You would see like three or four cars just pull away from these guys and be half a lap ahead. And then the sun starts going down. And then the field starts evening out. And then all of a sudden, your night guys start coming alive and try, trying to run these guys down. You don't get that anymore because now we have four stages. We have, Are we still doing a halftime? Yeah. I I thought the last stage was 200 laps. I don't know what they've done done previously. I haven't really paid attention, but I really wish I, I know what you mean, man. Like I hate that it's four stages of 100 laps. Like what's the point? It really, it literally yeah. ruins the endurance and aspect then, of it. And I get it. Like there's going to be cautions in old races yeah. and stuff, but in a sense, it's a four hour endurance race. Like if the leaders a lap ahead, the leaders a lap ahead. That's just yeah. what it is. Um, I know one year they did. And I know it was it's to honor the vets and all that, but they did that one race where. At the end of stage two, they all came down pit lane and stopped and had like a moment of silence. I didn't know if they were still doing that or not. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll have to look that one up, to be honest with you. I almost hope... I wasn't really... I don't know how... That's going to sound bad. I wasn't a fan of that, but I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, you could do all yeah. that stuff pre-race. Um, I think you're, you know, you're big military slash NASCAR fans. My buddy Matt, he is one. And uh, he's, he's you know, ex-military. Thanks, Matt. But... um he's he's just all about the racing you know what i mean i don't i i would think that if that was if i was in those shoes that i would just be like do all that stuff before appreciate it but let's once the race gets started let's keep it trucking and, and then nascar put stages in so it doesn't really matter there is no more trucking there's trucking that's stopping the truck and yeah. stopping the trucking all right I according to the interwebs all four um stages are still to consist of 100 laps just to be clear sucks man yeah. that's so mm. upsetting. It's like we're just getting four many hundred yeah. lap races yeah 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 i'm telling you the long runs man there were some guys that were just really really good with long runs back in the day and it was really fun to watch and one of the i want to say one of the uh newer old guys i guess you could say that really really dominated on that kind of stuff was kyle bush man they would set his car up and he would just take off in mm -hmm. the four car i mean he'd just leave Sometimes it was for the whole race, but like we were talking, in a long race like this where the sun goes down, cars tighten up. If guys didn't get the thing right, you could go catch him, and then it just made it that more exciting to me. I remember yeah. before stages, I think it was almost every year, there it, the Coxie Sunder, there was a guy running the leader down. And it was, could he hold on? Did he have enough laps to catch him? And you all, I remember sitting there playing pool and stuff and always stopping and you know, stopping the game of pool because there was 20 laps to go and there was a guy 10 seconds behind in second but he was gaining you know 
a quarter to half a second a lap. And it was like, okay, this thing's on now. Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially just 400 lap races. That sucks. And it, okay, like, so the, the monkey's out of the bottle, as they say in Pineapple Express. Um, like, I'm a casual fan of NASCAR. And that's, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you don't, you don't I like don't it, care right? how we got here. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they can change everything else, but this is like something that seems like it's common. I don't know if anybody likes it. They can't be making that much money off these damn commercials to say that they need a commercial break. There's plenty of times in NASCAR where you can cut to commercial. They cut to it anyway. Antonio, well, yeah, Antonio, you remember. Norman, I remember you. You'll be in the middle of a, you know, whatever commercial, some tide, you know, drop tide pods in, then boom, it goes back. Mm -hmm. There's cars sliding everywhere, and they're like, we just had a wreck, the caution's out on lap 47. You know, and then they would do replays, and then they would, like, while they were getting their cars fixed and coming back around on the pace laps, we'd go ahead and finish that commercial break, have a little bit of an extra one, then come yeah. back and go to green flag. I don't understand where do we where, where do we gain so much more? Like, why do we need these things? I know it was because some guys were dominating, but I don't think because we're there the anymore, right? in the upper offices. No. I don't, they want more money. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. Because they know what's good for it, I guess. Well, screw you guys. That, that's, they can get the same amount of commercials, yeah. honestly, I think. Oh, I think it, yeah, Anyways. you can get the same amount of commercials, but. I think it's just this, the suits in the upper office, they just, they won't, you're guaranteed this commercial at this time if you pay me this money. And I could be completely wrong, and if I am, I'll eat crow. But, well, they, they've done this. I, th I hate to say it, when I go back and look, and I think, when was the first time that I thought NASCAR's doing this to try to get a fan they don't need. They're going too far to try to catch new fans. And it was a COT was the first thing that came to my mind that I was like, this is not for racing. This is not for NASCAR fans. And what they were trying to do is go out and get the, you know, um, you know, the Euro guys or, or guys that were fixing up cars and putting wings on them and all this other stuff. And so they threw a wing on the car and made it a brick with wheels pretty much. And it was just trash. And then it seems like ever since then, they were like, oh, we missed that one. So now we've got to find it somewhere. We were right there. And so they've just been reaching and grabbing and changing the sport. And then they keep asking, everybody keeps asking what's wrong with it. It's like, well, just go back to what it was working. Yeah. When Jeff Gordon and the Rainbow Warriors were kicking ass and taking names, not that Jeff Gordon was the thing. I'm just saying that, that, that's the time you need to go back and they all need to watch that and see, say, what were we doing right here? Yeah. Because something was going right. Everybody was effing watching us. The marketing seems to be working because the headline today was that the Coke 600 infield and grandstands are sold out again this year. And we saw that at the Daytona 500 also. And it's obvious that there's some traction happening. And it would be in NASCAR's style, I would say, traditionally, to take that and run with it and try to pick up all, as many chips as they can now. Like, we have a little traction, like, let's, like, give an inch and they take a mile. You know what I mean? So, more Pitbull concerts, <laughs> you know, like, like... Make it an event, Yeah, right? more NAS, like, more Colise LA Coliseum style stuff. Chicago Street Race. Yeah, that was no going to be, like, in my is head. it sold out because people are coming for the race or people coming for the weekend event? 
I mean, or or do you limit your amount of tickets you sell to sell out? Because, so you can say that you sold out. That's yeah. the other question for me because like Texas sold out when I was there, but like, you know, all the way down into turn one, there was like a quarter of the main grandstands that had advertising tarps over them. So did it sell out, you know, really? Or did it sell out what they were actually selling? Or did they sell yeah. out of what they made available? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. And I don't know that about the Coke 600. It's a huge event. And so I don't doubt that they sold a ton of tickets. I'm pretty sure every seat's going to be filled. It, but do you, let's be honest, do you go to a NASCAR event to watch the race only? Like, no. No, it's you a know, party, like but... Like, you don't go... When I used to go to Dega, I used to freaking go for the... Like, I went to the Xfinity race on Saturday and I watched the yeah. whole thing. I went to the... But are you not going to go next year because the race sucked that year? You know, I guess it's my question. Like, all, like, well, and Coke 600 Norman sold out last that, year. Think, so, yeah, I think it sells out again this year. With Norman saying that, I think it's kind of like me being a uh, baseball fan, right? People like going to the baseball game. Watching baseball on TV, not so much. It sucks. <laughs> I th- Yeah, unless you're me. <laughs> So I think it's one of them things that it kind of goes along those same lines as in NASCAR races are really fun to go to, right? I think any of us here would probably, if you got free tickets to go to a professional baseball game, would try to go because it's better to go to. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So maybe that's why they're selling out, but not getting the viewership that they would like. But and that, who knows? that goes on what Antonio think- was saying about Wilkesboro too. Like the event, everyone's saying the event was incredible. And like 24 hours of Daytona was incredible. Like the Texas race that I went to in September was awesome. It was so fun, but like it was, you know, it's the event. It was the, like it was the event that I loved. And like, just because Texas had, what was it like a billion cautions? And I was there to one in the morning, like didn't, and it's Texas. It's all I got people like, I choose, you know, whatever, man, but <laughs> that's a different topic, but like, I'm, it didn't make me go, well, I'm not coming back here. Like, of course I'm going to come back. The tickets were like, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like last week I talked about formula one ticket prices. Like Miami general admission was $600 for general admission. Like that doesn't include parking. It's absurd. So like, I, yeah, I'll go to the NASCAR race. Cause I'm definitely not going to Miami. And so I already feel like. I'm missing something. So yeah, I'm going to go to the Coke 600 and I'm going to go. So like, it also makes me wonder, and we don't need to talk about this much if you don't want to, but it makes me wonder how much, how many of these new NASCAR fans are like overflow drive to survive people. Oh yeah. No, I think it's a, I think it's a surge for racing right now. Like they're searching Um, for something, you know, I think, I think there's just a push towards racing, which is really good for people like us who are just starting a podcast. (laughs) and uh we'll really love racing no we have a racing baby remember 17 weeks old we got a bump yeah all of our friends are baby little little baby (laughs) but yeah i yeah i think that's what it is too and and and, i mean come on you're talking Mm -hmm. what the hall of fame's in charlotte right yeah i mean this is this is home track this this is a home base for nascar it is so i mean it's an easy one to in quotes sell out yeah you know especially with being a specialty 600 lap or 600 mile race 
And without opening a huge can of worms again, I really think if you fix the short track package and the super speedways, especially because that is literally what this sport was born and bred on, I think you'll fix 90% of your problems. Yeah. Right there. Which are the two they're having the Question. biggest problem with right now in my mind. Exactly. Is it Charlotte Motor Speedway again, or is it still Lowe's? Mm. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Charlotte. I don't think it changed, did it? Lowe's Speedway? Well, it started off as Charlotte, but then when NASCAR got big, it changed to Lowe's Motor Speedway. Right off of Google, we in February of 1999, Lowe's bought the naming rights to the Speedway, making it the first track in the country with a corporate sponsor. Lowe's chose not to renew its naming rights after the 2009 NASCAR season. The track yeah, reverted oh, nine, to its Norman. original name, Charlotte Motor Speedway, <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> Norman just woke up and thought it was Bang, 2002. To make, you, to make you guys feel old... In 2010, I was eight. Oh. That's, that's why you don't remember it. That's okay. Yep. All right. Hey, I remember it. I, I used to play NASCAR 06 and stuff. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> I also had NASCAR 15. That was like the last good game before it went to like the no, heat the days last where they just good sucked. NASCAR game was 04. The last NASCAR game was NR 2003, <laughs> man. NASCAR 98. <laughs> I played the crap out of that thing. I love the... O2s to the O4 NASCAR games, and then they just got dumb because they started making you make your car better by stars. Like, what the? Dude, NASCAR 98 had Flirting with Disaster as the music that came on when he first turned it on. Dude, it what amazing. happened to like early 2000s, late 90s? Like Madden 2, man. Like Madden 2000, 2001, 2002 soundtracks were like fire. Bangers. Dude, they were fire. <laughs> What happened? Major League Baseball games always have hot music. Nobody ever hears them because you guys don't play those games. I played them growing up. Yeah. I was a big baseball Anyways. guy, man. But like, I just, I, I was, I can, okay. Good pitcher gets on the mound. I can sit and watch some baseball. But like, regular season baseball is boring, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched, dude, I watched the whole game they're, before they're cool. we started recording. Bad. I really watched the Pirates and Rangers right before we recorded. This guy was out there for five whole hours. Just it's two, two. The average right now with the speed up is two and a half hours. Okay, so oh, these NASCAR bad. That's guys need to take a little, little. Yeah, but little you have 162 lesson. games a season. Yeah, okay. I know. It's, it's, kinda, it's, it's kinda the best thing there. for. Well, no. If you want to buy the subscription to watch all the games, then that's the uh, best bang for your buck, bro. <laughs> you gonna pay two hundred dollars to watch one hundred and sixty-two seasons? <laughs> I can't watch one hundred and sixty-two games. Screw them rain sounds. My clock plays. I'm gonna put this freaking baseball game on. <laughs> It'll put you to sleep. <laughs> I, don't no a- I don't need no ASMR, uh, dude. I got baseball. I got them Rangers. <laughs> and next up, yeah. and uh, ball one. Yeah, <laughs> that's foul ball. Um, I'd like to look out to center field. Yeah. Some small child. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> if you look up to the center field, you can see the patch of grass that the lawnmower missed. It's like golf. And, uh, that passed out from and people who watch golf. I'm assuming we're wrapping NASCAR up now. Guys watch since golf? Somehow baseball got put into a racing podcast. Man, we're dissing the baseball guys as if those guys don't make a friggin' <laughs> Oh, bank they make doing bank, it too. dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Literally, yeah. It'd be Since such a dude. It'd be baseball, such a like chill sport. Any baseball fans are here besides me. I know. Yeah. I was gonna say it'd be it'd be such a chill sport to go pro in, though. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy? Like, that'd be awesome. Chew a tub of bubble gum. Just travel would be ridiculous. So you couldn't have a f- real family. Yeah, true. Okay, we were talking about soundtracks, fan. though. I just want to shout out the FIFA games, man. FIFA and Madden had nice soundtracks, oh, dude. Yeah. I'm just saying. Back when I back when EA was a friend, not a foe. Now they're a foe. True story. True yeah, story. Hear me, EA. Damn you, listening. EA. <laughs> you listening, EA? 
Better watch your bag, son. <laughs> EA Sports to the microtransactions. Uh, yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, wait. Uh, so, so, segue and speaking of video games, did do we know what's happening with IndyCar video games? Are we going to be able to officially run IndyCar stuff? I mean, I know that... Man, you just got Norman excited, bro. I know, look at I you shaking. I heard something... <laughs> 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 Can't even so talk. from my understanding, IndyCar is waiting for <clears throat> motorsports games to go down, and they will not be giving a contract to anyone else. So that means everyone can use it. They they won't. They do. They do not like the deal. That it sounds like they're not liking the deal they're in, and they're pissed off because now iRacing can't do anything with IndyCar. And they if they do any if they have a game come out, they don't want to block IndyCar iRacing from IndyCar. Interesting. The iRacing so, Formula C or, or Open Wheel C, I know so stupid. Like so, how did that even I just want to run the Indy 500 in my underwear. Yeah. So that's the oh uh, you'll see plenty of them on the server. Um, so that's what's I think, their underwear? in the pipeline. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you'll see hopefully in the pipeline soon. It depends on how long motorsports games can stay afloat. Well, hopefully not until long. they falter. Maybe um, we can get a good NASCAR game once they fall apart too. Honestly, dude, bring EA back. I'll pay for the microtransactions at this point. Like, you don't want it back, bro. No, 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 dude. I don't know about that, man. They're so they, everything that these guys come out with now for the NASCAR games are terrible. True, the Heat series true. was garbage. What was this new one called? I don't even know. It was so bad. No clue. Nobody even knows what it's called. No, nope. I saw footage of the cars clipping Is through the track. Is NASCAR so. actually trying to pull out of their contract? I wouldn't be surprised, dude. The the new game is such a flop and it's broken. And that's what and they charge like 45 bucks for this, like, literally, like, I could have made a better game, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, so, holy cow. From my understanding, and I could be complete, completely wrong, NASCAR, because the games are so terrible, that's why they want to pull out. But I do know they're trying to pull out of their contract. I hope so. legal Mo terms. Motorsports games friggin', friggin' sucks, dude, but... Uh... Back on the freaking IndyCar train, dude. We just coming up. Qualifying. Dude, you want to be Graham Rahal right now, dude? That dude went through like depression to like top of the world to depression. Like, this man's been like brought all over. Like, dude, the emotions this man has experienced in the last week has been unreal. Everybody yeah, more, give Graham Rahal a virtual hug. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, he needs like My two bad, virtual hugs, dude. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Virtual to give hug. some context of why we're talking about. Graham Ray Hall is Graham Ray Hall in the last seconds of qualifying got booted from the Indy 500, the only car to get booted by his own teammate. And that's rough. Uh, I mean, I think that's worse. I don't know if it was me. I'd just be like, man, I wish I would have got beat by the guy I hate the most, not my teammate. Yeah, that sound Sting you Ray just Rob. heard was me breaking my arm. <laughs> I would have rather got beat by a guy named Steve Ray Rob. Dang it. Uh, but. <laughs> All said and done, his teammate went out for a lap, or for his run, did his run, didn't make it. He came back in, they did some really weird cooling system on the car, threw fresh tires on him, send him back out, giving Graham no time to rebuttal the qualifying run. 
which was this day. These are two teammates. Graham Rahal's dad is a part owner in this team. Yeah, it's Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when it when they interviewed his dad during qualifying, he says, I am out of this. This is between the teams. And he let them go at it. And um his teammate was distraught, like was excited about making the five hundred, but also knew that it meant that Graham wasn't. But Graham is getting a seat in the the 500 by unfortunate circumstances. That's what needs to be cleared up. Okay, so what, are the, what are the circumstances, bro? You're killing I'm me. I'm on a cliff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunate circumstances. Um, Stefan Wilson on Monday and Catherine Leigh got into our incident and Stefan Wilson was hospitalized and held overnight for evaluation. That's much as I know on the, on his issues. I also know that they are holding him from the race, but to fill his seat, they're giving it to Graham Rahal. So he is now in the race and in a better car. Awesome. So that is great news for him. So he's 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 racing in that that gentleman's place. Is that is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, he'll be driving the number. Uh, okay. Yeah, the number twenty four car. Because that's something that always. Yeah, that was that was kind of something that used to confuse me when I was a little kid. You know, I always thought the race car drivers actually qualified into the race, but technically it's the cars. Yeah. That yes. Qualify into the Indy five hundred because I remember they could always bring out a second car with an X on it, or whatever the case may be. Uh, some of those teams that try to put another car, you know, like a second car to have a better chance at getting in. But I think they do it a little bit different now. But it, it always really confused me when I was a kid, you know, because something like this would happen and somebody would swap seats or something. And I was like, he can't it's do okay. that. He didn't make it. Because I was watching little names on the ticker. And dad said, <laughs> damn yeah. it, that guy didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And hear me out. He's still got an uphill battle out of him, too. Like, that's a brand new car. He's never driven in it. He's driving in it for the first time on Sunday in the Indy 500. So that's going to be pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they they so do have a couple of practices left. Um, How many they got left? Is there, is there two? I think there's two, two practices. Car left. Carb day is the last day. And then to wrap up everything with qualifying, the most important thing is that Alex Pillow will be sitting on the pole for the this running of the Indy 500. He ran 234.27 miles an hour average lap speed for four laps. His first, his first lap averaged over 135 miles per hour he beat his teammate uh that is scott dixon's record pole time by two tenths of a mile an hour how do you do that do you mean, is it like when, you, when you're riding a bike and you put your head down a little lower to go no faster? they have the windscreen like, how now you can't get... put his head down anymore <laughs> but like how do you all these guys are so close like how I've, I'm, I'm i mean i know it's just because racing but like it's so amazing how close 
they can get. And then you have a guy like this that rises above the top, but it's by like half a mile per hour. And everyone's like, oh my God, you know, like it's crazy, man. These guys are moving out there. They're Dude, all you're a history guru. Did they always do this four lap average thing? Like, how did they come up with that? Anyways, that's such a like unique way to qualify as opposed to like um, any other event. So let me confirm that. Um, but I can almost surely say no. Um, at least not forever. But all right. So um, Indy 500 in the older qualifying format. Uh would take place over a few hours on one single day all the cars were on track at the same time um uses the fastest lap of a car during the session overall so it's open qualifying that's how it was done back in the old days before we get too much into the history i just wanted to bring this up did any of y'all watch any of the qualifying yes not I saw a brief clips, I didn't really nothing, watch it. Nothing. You'll need to go back. Highlight. They have key. an intro for qualifying that will like not give you chills, but all it gets you amped. It was one of the best intros put on. It will knock your. Um, socks I have to give props off. to NBC for their Presenting. intro for qualifying for the Indy 500. They're killing it for me this year, man. NBC's been nailing it with their Late production Diffie. stuff, dude. I love. I, Lee Diffie. Hello, hello, folks. It's Lee Diffie here. Oh, man, dude. I can't, ugh, gets me going every time. I'm telling you what. It's provocative. It gets people going. <laughs> so, wait. To expand on that, um, it looks like... So, qualifying for the Indy 500 has developed quite a bit over the years, as we obviously know. Um, pole day did come about, um, but it was... Um, it looks like it was the 90s or 2000s until that came about um the current four lap qualifying distance was first introduced in 1920 and then it did some other stuff and then it really stayed around since 1939 now keep keep in mind the indy 500 has been going on since 1911 so 1920 was a long time ago but they ran open qualifying for almost 10 years before they changed anything which is a long time to do that um, and then they've run the four lap average since then, but they've changed the format of it. It like, it used to be just kind of like one big thing. And then they added poll day and I'm not going to spend all this time reading this whole article, but then over time it developed and developed and developed into what it is now, which is pretty complicated, but cool way to do it. Um, but yeah, since we're on the history of the 500 big race. Um, I thought we would talk about just a little bit of its origins and some important names um, going forward. Uh, like I said, it was first run in 1911. Um, and uh, On a yard of bricks. Yes, correct. And it was a project undertaken by some visionary people. I'm not going to read the long list of people involved, but um, basically they had a vision for the greatest track on, on the planet. And um, I would argue that they pulled it off. Uh, a lot of the other racing tracks that we know to be the greatest racetracks on the planet um, are either not racetracks at all, like Le Mans, or didn't come around, or, or like Monaco, not a racetrack at all, or didn't come around at all until like the later 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, so this was really a gemstone of its time. Uh, we've seen 
several notable names over the years. Uh, notably, our four-time winners. Um, AJ Foyt is a four-time winner, and Rick Mears is a four-time winner. Uh, also, Al Unser Jr., and my personal favorite, Elio Castroneves, a four-time winner of the 500, who will be running this weekend and has a chance to become a five-time Indy 500 winner. We have seen some women run in the Indy 500. Unfortunately, we did see a bad accident happen this weekend uh, involving a very lovely lady, but there has been some great success there um, with Danica Patrick, who led the race in 2005, um, and then also uh, Janet Guthrie, who became the first woman to race in the Indy 500 in 1977. So props to her. But yeah, and overall, there's so much history here. I could go on forever, but um, amazing race. Um, a bucket list item for every race fan, I would hope, is to travel to the mecca of racing and kiss the yard of bricks. I know for me, that's like, oh man, I'm our, I'm, I, mean, I haven't like planned it, planned it, but my wife and I talk about it all the time. Like when our kid's old enough, we're going to go to Indy and we're going to... If you didn't know, getting a seat at Indy is particularly hard, just for all those people listening to this saying, like, I want to go to Indy. Um, it's a bid system, if you didn't already know. It's not as easy like Formula One Grand Prix or Daytona 500 or all these other races we talk about. You get on, you buy a ticket. It's there. It's available. There are secondhand Indy 500 tickets on the black market. But overall, if you want to get on Indianapolis Motor Speedway's website and buy a ticket, it's a bid system. And if you get accepted to buy a ticket and you buy said ticket, you will get the option to renew your ticket next year. If you decline, someone else will be able to get in line and get the option to buy a ticket. So essentially, if everyone who went last year decided to go again this year, no new people will be there. Interesting fact, right? It's interesting. I actually I did didn't know, know that. Yeah, it's not. I did not know it's that. It's not first yeah. come, first serve at all. It's it's totally a bid system. It it feels like a very horse race Kentucky Derby style. I don't even know if that's how they do tickets. I don't think so, but I know that there's horse tracks that do bid system tickets like that. So it feels very upper echelon of racing. Um, and uh, from what I've heard, it's not that hard to get accepted in the bid system, but you plan to wait more than one year once you put your name in the hat. And then if you get pulled and you don't buy your ticket, you go to the back of the line. So, um, very cool way to sell tickets, I think, because they keep the prices really reasonable. A ticket to the Indy 500 is not expensive if you get accepted to take the bid. Um, I can't, without beating around the bush and maybe saying some false facts, really confirm those prices because they are kind of, they're not a public thing. And a lot of the prices you find are like people who win the bid, accept the ticket, and then sell it for a marked up price. But the tickets are not expensive, like normal NASCAR, IndyCar race prices, you know, a couple hundred bucks ahead. I think it was like 250 or 300 or so for like the bad seats. And then for the good seats, it was like five or 600 bucks if you get accepted. And, and like I said last week, for the USGP in Austin, if you want to sit in the bleacher seats at turn four, it's $2,500 for three days. So, and they're selling out. So, I mean, like, and they get more expensive as they sell. So, yeah, really interesting race. It's an interesting way to sell tickets. It's an interesting way to draw fans. It's an interesting way to draw new fans in make, making it a sought-after ticket 
but not an expensive ticket, which I think is interesting because Formula One has made their tickets sought after by making general admission $600. But like the Indy 500, it's like, are you, do you have the patience and are, do you stay interested in it long enough to accept your bid when it gets accepted in December, right? Like, are you willing to book your tickets then? It, it's not a trendy thing. It's not for trendy fans. So I think it's super cool. I've always wanted to go. Um, I could talk about it for hours, but what do you guys think about um, the Indy 500? I mean, any memories? Um, I know that I'm not, I haven't been a racing fan my whole life, but this is a race that I've been watching since I was a little kid. So I'm always excited for Indy weekend. Um, it's nostalgic for me. It's the only race that's nostalgic for me. I'm going to step in here with the history being said and all that. And I'm going to kind of, I might step on a few toes here. Because I, I want to bring up a topic. Step on them, bro. It might just be the Indy 500. It's always been here my whole life. I've always watched it. Yes, it's it's like watching the Daytona 500. And it probably just ticked off a lot of IndyCar fans. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's part of the Indy season. It always happens this time of year. I have watched it my whole life because it was always Monaco. Then it was Indy 500. And then it was to see what Tony Stewart could do in the Indy 500 and see what he could do in the Coke 600. Is it just me being like so used to the Indy 500? Or does the Indy 500 really hold this world prestige that I guess I guess I can I feel that people say it has? For me, there's no other race like it on the planet. No, there isn't. Yeah. But at the same time, it's to me, it's, it's just in, like, I want to go to it. It's one of my bucket list races, but it's just the Indy 500. You know? So you're basically saying there's like a, bu there's a, a bunch of other places you'd rather go first is what you mean? No, there's, there's a bunch of races that I would be more like if you said you had to choose Le Mans, um, the Indy 500, you know, a European Formula One race, you know, the Daytona 500, like the Indy 500 is going to fall down pretty quick on that list. You know, I'm looking at like Le Mans is probably like my go to. You know, if you told me you can go to the Nuremberg 24. You know. But it's a history thing, man. Yeah, like, it is. Like, it's to like, it's to stand there and be there. Like, that's what it was like. So I didn't, I can't name every team in, in the 24 hours of Daytona. Like, I can't even name a t like quarter of them or less. But like going to Daytona and s like signing the, the start finish line before the 24 hours of Daytona, like will always be my, one of my greatest memories for sure so like i don't know i think like indy for me as far as the history of racing it's 1911 yeah. bro like the names that have crossed that start finish line is just it, it i mean it makes me like just i'm daydreaming just sitting here like wow like i could just to stand there and like kiss the bricks and walk through the front gates yeah. and like I'm, well, I'm geeky about stuff like that like I like museums I'm right there with you, you know? like <laughs> you I, <know? laughs> 
I'm excited for the Indy 500. But I guess it's like, I guess I'm, I am. I guess that means I am just, I'm just numb to the Indy 500 being such a prestigious race. It's, it's, you know, a 12 hour car ride up the road for me. And I've got this whole world I could choose to go to any race. I'm going to go 12 mile, 12 hours up the road. It might be one of those things that you can't appreciate how amazing it is though, until you go in person. I have a feeling it's one of those. Cause like. I find a lot of people um, who don't, like, who are out from outside of North America and look at NASCAR just as being, like, all these some bums that go hillbilly race, racing in circles every week, and they can't appreciate how insane of an event it's magical NASCAR is. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to shout out some guy. There's this guy who's Italian, and he's from Italy, and he has an Italian YouTube channel, but he also has it in English, and he does a lot of videos, and he he'll, he literally makes the video twice, once in Italian, once in English. Wow. I only watch his English ones, but his name's Alberto Nasca, and he did something spectacular. He went to the NASCAR race, and he, the Daytona 500, I should say, like last year's, and he made an awesome video on his first time going, like the cinematic shots, like, it, the production quality of it, it could have been, a, it could have been a documentary. Like it was awesome, and he he rolled through his first time ever being there. Now he races Euro NASCAR, so it's a bit different. But keep in mind, they only run road courses. Everybody comes here. Everybody who doesn't raise know anything about ovals thinks they're the dumbest thing ever. So you have to remember like the perspective he's giving, and and he is was so open. He was so open minded about it. Like he was a genuine race fan who loved all types of racing and he went to that event and he was like this is freaking awesome i would come again yeah so i have a feeling now bring it back i have a feeling this might be one of those things that like indy i mean yeah obviously we appreciate oval racing we appreciate any car like we watch it week in and week out some of us um but i do think it might be one of those things that's just like you gotta go to just experience the event and that might be why it just is one of those things that appears like hey it's not that big a deal. i guess what just i'm trying to get to yeah. is that's what it is for me <laughs> It's one of the um, triple crown events in the world. And I guess it's just, it's really cool that like that we America have that, you know, because you think about IndyCar, it's not a, IndyCar isn't a world event. The other two in the thing is the Monaco Grand Prix and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Those are world ride races. Like everyone from around the world goes to them you know and like i said yeah this, no that's this a event, fair point this event because of its bid system like the way that it's intrinsically set up you can't just be some rich guy i mean i'm sure the money talks so i'm sure there's a way but the way it's set up is like you can't be sitting around in monaco and say let's go to the indy 500 i'll buy tickets like you really can't do that. Like you have to, you have to bid and get accepted and then book your room or book your room and risk losing the spot, which is what most people do because the rooms book instantly. You know what I mean? So a lot of people like book their hotel and put the deposit down and maybe will lose the deposit while they wait on a bid to be accepted. I mean, like it's a different system. And so I think it's legendary because it's still coveted, you know, it's not just because all the most coveted races in the world, maybe with the exception of Lamar, because it's such a commitment, 
are have become a spectacle of who can pay the most money to be there. And for me, the Indy 500 has never been that. Like the there's a lot of kids in the in the crowd, there's a lot of families in the crowd because and like I said because the way the ticket system works, it's because they've been renewing their ticket for the last like 30 years. I read some stories of people who've been renewing their ticket for over 50 years. Yeah. At the Indy 500. And and because they get the option and if it, I know that there's some pricing benefits with that too. And so like, yeah, your whole family of, of nine or whatever grandpa used to take to the race can go now and it's, it's there for you and it can't be taken by someone who doesn't care. Who's just there for Instagram photos. So for me, it's a huge deal. Like it, it's a, it, it is the race in the United States that I would, if I could pick one and only one to go to, it'd be that one, the Indy 500, for sure, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I can't I can't think of a replacement. Like the 24 hours of Daytona, but that was the same thing for me. Like walking into that event, it was like, holy crap, dude, I'm at Daytona. Like standing on the, yeah, I'm like standing on the beach, seeing where they used to take the turn off the beach into the town or whatever. Like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? It was, it was wicked. The race, I didn't go there to sit in the grandstands for 24 hours and watch GT cars. Like I, that was half of the reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been to, I've been to Indy. I've been like to the museum and the track and stuff. It was in the winter. And even then it was just, it was, it, there was something special about it. They took you out in a bus out onto the track and got to drive around that kind of stuff. Like I said, it was nowhere near wow. race season or anything, but, but like even that it like, was gives me goosebumps, bro. Well, so the deal is my, the guy, we were in the tour bus by ourselves, kind of funny story. We're in a tour bus by ourselves. The driver's got this, you know, recording that he turns on as soon as he gets onto the track and he's just playing the same thing. And my dad is like talking over it because he's kind of a loud fella too. And so he's just talking over it, telling me, oh, well, that's where, you know, Unser, you know, back in the day, he hit the wall, blah, blah, blah. this is for so-and-so and you got to watch this and bump here. And like, he knows everything about it. He's hyped about it. And so the guy finally turns the recording on and tells us to come to the front of the bus. He's like, I'd rather listen to you because it's something new. I'm tired of listening to this recording. So he just, yeah. you know, sit there and listen to my dad tell me all about it. But uh, I was awesome, man. It, it was a good time. It was something we got to share together. Um, I was just at in Louisville and he's like, my dad was always one of those that, you know, we, we did certain things and like you did them like in time and he never said nothing about this. I wake up, my dad's already fully dressed at like seven in the morning. He's like, did you know we're 101 miles from Indy? And I was like, oh, that's great, man. Like, what are you trying to get at? He's like, we're never, it's going to be a long time until we're this close. I was like, we're, we're going to the Let's track go. today. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I just got to thinking about it. We're going, and like, he is not a spontaneous guy. But once he found out he was around 100 miles away from a track that he's been looking at his whole life, like, we got to go. Going. And the, yeah, the museum was amazing. Um, People were there were amazing. Like I said, getting out on the track was was really cool. Um, and the bus driver, he like stopped, opened the door, you know, and let, like right on the bricks and kind of let us sit out there. And looking back, I should have just jumped out there and kissed him real quick. I don't think he would have said anything. No. But he actually opened the door and let us like walk down to him and like see him. You know what I mean? It's but just kind of can it's you just kiss him unless you is, win? It's more than that. It's more than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have. I, I would have signed him. He'd have made over. I don't care. Zero <laughs> cares, man. French kissing the thing and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's back to the racing. Um, just a quick kind of what we're looking at. It looks like 
Andretti has no race pace this week, no qualifying pace. Unfortunate for those guys. Uh, Aero McLaren and Ganassi, I think it's going to come down to those guys, you know. Super fast. Oh, yeah. Super fast. Um, and I love, the, I love the start. If you don't know about Indy, man. Three wide. The three abreast. Yep. Three abreast going all the way to the back. It's just, it's, it's cool. 33 yeah. cars, three by three by three, 11 rows. They've been doing that for a long time, by the way. Yes. Um, I wish iRacing would actually put that option in. Right. Which I know we can't even have an Indy 500 anymore, but they should have already had that option in for the Indy 500 that you could run three, that they would line you up three abreast to start the race. If you're running that track in that configuration, I don't understand why you couldn't put that in when you're making yeah. the session. Yeah. It, it asks you, do you want to run two by two or do you want to, do you want to start the race three by three? No, it's just, do you want to run three by three or not? Like, <laughs> yes. Do you want to yes, be, uh, if you, you click no, what, it kicks you back out of the public lobby. <laughs> you got it. Get out of here. Uh, so, well, no, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I think, you know, at definitely last year's race, you know, you thought Polo or Scott Dixon was going to win it, but their teammate Erickson won it because they both had bad luck through the race. So you never know, I, but my money's on a Aero McLaren or a Ganassi car to win this year. I feel like at the halfway point, you got to be 15th or higher. If you're setting lower than that, I just don't see. I mean, yeah, caution's bringing you back together, but man, that pack is so hard to get around and stuff. I th I've always told myself that halfway, if my, whoever I'm watching, if he can be around top 10, no lower than 15th, he's still kind of in it, you know? Yep. Um, so we'll save but, in it, been yeah. it or win it for Monaco, but do you guys want to, like, who's your pick? I want to know. I just want to know. It doesn't need to be official. I just want to know. I want a ward. You oh, know. man. Rojan. Plato. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's Ronjo. Ronjo. He is in the um, Andretti field, so I don't see him doing it. All right. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, Dark Horse, I would love to see Tony Kanaan do it again because he's in an Aero McLaren car and was pretty strong during qualifying. And I'm a huge fan. So, Tony. I think. Give it to me. But I think, got, honestly, it's going to be Polo or Scott Dixon. Yeah. That's probably the safe pick. I just. If they do what they did last year and start working together and just drive away from the field like they were doing last year and just let it be a two-man, two-horse race. But, you know, crazy things has happened. Scott Dixon sped on pit road last year. That's what cost him the victory. I know. Like, hey. That was heartbreaking, dude. <laughs> a veteran like him speeding on the pit road. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, it's... Dude, it's the race that gets to everyone. The race. There is no replacement. It's the race. Antonio. <laughs> so, there will never be a replacement. But I don't know. My dark horse, I think, would have to be the old, uh, what is that? Is that AJ Foyteen? Yeah. Is that a Santino Ferrucci? Mm, really? Ooh, Santino. Yeah. I just I love the number fourteen. I've always watched. I've always kind of been an AJ Foy fan from NASCAR and Indy. Uh, he's doing both, and so that's kind of my uh, my dark horse. I, I want to see the fourteen car in it. 
Um, Hershey's just a happy looking dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and AJ voice kind of, he kind of goes, you know, he's one of those names that kind of goes hand in hand with Indy. So, right on, man. Yeah. I accept it. I think that, I guess he's really not a dark horse because he's starting eighth would be Takuma Sato. He's won it twice That's before. I love Sato. Um, yep. But like to really choose a dark horse, I think in like 12th and above, um, Ryan Hunter Ray. Wow. Like he's got the he's got the skills to drive the cars. So Yeah, and I mean excuse my ignorance for not knowing anything about IndyCar. I'm still trying to get into it. <laughs> I I mean I'm I'm into it. I'm watching it. I just I don't know anything yet. I'm a I'm a noob. I'm a little pleb who just started watching it like last year. So <laughs> I just picked Grosjean because that's the only guy I know. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's starting behind um, Ryan Hunter Ray. All right, Ryan so Hunter Ray is. How did we uh, like him? How did, how did Erickson do? I never saw where Erickson Erickson's is. Erickson's 10th. I think he hit us. Yes. He's 10th? There you go. You know what, Erickson? There you I go. Think, I think he hit us, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so sad that that was such a delayed reaction. It's okay. Well, speaking of Erickson hitting us, bro, why don't we go into some F1? Yeah. I mean, not that there's anything dun, to talk about because, you know, dun, the race dun, rained out rain, and stuff. But... Rain, rain, Hey, if it actually goes through, I love Monaco in the rain because it is freaking nuts, dude. Yes. I don't understand how they can uh, do what they do. It's yeah, crazy. And then yeah. and then the the memes came up already, you know, of uh Kimmy Raikkonen coming down the front straight with his DRS open <laughs> in full rain when he was with Ferrari. Yeah. It was like everybody else in the rain and then here he comes with his DRS <laughs> wide open, just it was a malfunction. He's just killing it. He didn't care. He's hitting that button. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But uh for those of you who've been living under a rock, I don't know if you know, but the uh Imola race unfortunately last weekend did get cancelled due to uh the big heavy floods and rains that were going on in uh the region of Emilia Romana. So unfortunately we are without a triple header. We have Dang a double header. So Imola's hopefully. like my favorite. Dang it. I, I really like Imola actually, I'm not gonna lie. So it was good it's track. tough. It's always the Senna segment they run. Like the the Sky Sports Senna tributes they always do i'm always on the couch <laughs> drinking coffee crying <laughs> six in the morning you know i'm just like oh, oh, oh. i love that one <laughs> oh, Eric. so glad i woke up for this seriously. wiping your tears with the brazilian flag oh and stuff god yeah seriously sipping on your chai tea latte texas i miss it anyway uh, when that one left yeah. a huge gap but okay well we hope we can have some monaco yeah, so I guess yeah. supposedly there might be some uh, logistical issues there. I don't know if you saw some of the F1 uh, trailers underwater there at Imola, but I'm sure getting the cars actually to Monaco, I, as, though it isn't too far away, it's still got affected by the rain, but getting the cars there is actually, sorry, not just the cars, getting everything there has actually been a little bit of a struggle. So we're hoping uh, throughout the week we don't get any more bad news and have to cancel two events because I don't, that would be pretty crazy if they canceled Monaco. Like, has there been a season where it hasn't ran? I mean, I'm sure. And ooh, this isn't like I'm sure there let's has just been. run it here in September because you and think about not only you can't just run it again because you build the track for this weekend, but you already have the track built for this yeah, weekend, course, and now you're yeah. not even going to run a race on it. We're just going to tear it back down. Yeah. 
It would be, that would yeah, be it'd be pretty crazy for them to, to cancel that one. Yeah, and I'm sure that teams have had enough time to figure out something. I mean, I'm not some director of transportation for Red Bull Racing or something, but I would imagine they've probably had enough time to reroute some stuff to where like it they, needs to they go. They canceled and... it in 1939 because of the war. <laughs> nice. Okay, so... The only thing that's going to stop this from happening is a world war. All right, so as long as we all can get along and we've left it in the past, <laughs> we'll be... We left it in the past. It's okay. Yeah, I think talking about that, yeah. I don't think the F1 teams I, uh, are really worried about getting their um, all their equipment to the track. I think it's going to be more your F2 and F3 teams that don't have, you know, freaking eight trucks and six cars and all that. Yeah. They have a mule and a guy <laughs> named, <laughs> like, yeah. and they're just trying they got to. Mike coming on the camel, pulling this stuff across broken bridges My and stuff. Can't like, swim. Yes, yeah, seriously. They got Mike with the jet boat that Dang. they hired off of Wish. Yeah, <laughs> but Imola in the rain would be something magical, and this season's been dying for that you moment. Mean Monaco, or uh, yeah, Before. Monaco. Imola in the yes. rain would have been great too, though. But that would have been. I that would have been on been your point. But, it, but Monaco in the rain could give us that winner or that podium that shakes up the season, or maybe not the season, but at least our minds for a little bit. It, I don't yeah. want Monaco in the rain. I want a dry start, wet finish, or a wet start, dry finish. What? Yeah, I, and to your point with the with the qualifying and stuff, we saw you know Perez have the in quote you know, accident, the spin out that stopped qualifying. Um, if somebody could lay down a hot lap and the rain stops it or something else stops it when somebody's at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, it is really, really hard to pass at this track. Yeah. Uh, I know Red... You're saying Magnuson back on the pole? Maybe. I don't know about that, but I'm just saying if Red Bulls get far enough back and, you know, God forbid, you know, they get wrecked or whatever the case may be, I'm hoping everybody stays clean. I hope everybody finishes the race except for the guy I picked a bit at. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's just one of those tracks, man. It, it, it is, it's a wild card. I think that they push really hard to finish this race and start this race too. I've noticed over the years, me watching sometimes the rain, I'm like, there's no way they're going to go. And they start pacing them and, you know, slowly start trying to get it going, get it going where other, you know, other ones, they would red flag and just kind of call it a day. But I think they really, really try hard to get this one going for whatever reason. So I'm really hyped i'm hoping it goes through i need that f1 itch Dude, me too scratched um monaco is not really what i was wanting you know emily has so much passing and you know good action i was kind of really excited to go there but um did hear that mercedes is going to go ahead and bring their changes that they were supposed to bring to emily that's kind of a good news bad news story they don't really know what they've got on the track so to speak with these upgrades but if it was more, you know, uh, straight line speed, not really going to be an issue. But if it was more downforce or something in the car, then maybe maybe they can try to push Ferrari a little harder, Aston Martin a little harder. I don't know. But that's kind of the, the really only big news story, unless y'all have got something that I know. I mean, Monaco, Emily just put a damper on everything, and then everybody really just comes to Monaco with a, kind of a Monaco setup. They don't really try to push any upgrades or anything. So, but... uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much else either. I think everyone's kind of hanging in the balance to see if it even happens. We 
because everyone's so on edge. And we're already seeing articles like, is it? And it could be clickbait, you know. But, um, and Formula One has not said anything officially about them thinking about canceling Monaco, to be clear. It's all out in the talk. It's yeah. all just media yeah. talk. But I really hope it goes down. I need Formula One back in my life, even if it's sharing the weekend with the Indy 500. Um, do we think, so why do they do that? Quick sec, quick detour. Like why, why do we have arguably the three largest races of the three largest broadcast racing series in the United States all happening at the same time? Come on, bro. They just bless us with three beautiful races in one day so you can be tied up all I day. I love it. Hashtag I mean, it's blessed. cool, but like, but then next week's going to feel super lame. Well, that's how, I mean, yeah. No, because then we start getting ready for Le Mans in two weeks. Yeah, but then after that, it's super lame. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. And, you know, to your point, they almost have to schedule it this way, right? They have to. Like the Indy 500, you can't Memorial move. Day weekend is not an international holiday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, the Indy 500, you really can't move. It's always been around this. Yeah. No, Indy I don't, 600 always been there, too. Yeah. And Monaco yeah. kind of... But you think they can move it, right? Like, it has... I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, go, go ahead and give you two American ones. But the Monaco race doesn't need to be on this yeah, weekend, Yeah, Europeans, stay off of my memorializing. Yeah, Yo, but it's... My it's, it's so early. <laughs> I love the Monaco Grand Prix, though. I love waking up and starting with Formula One, then going to IndyCar, and then, then going to the NASCAR. pool, and then catching the end of the NASCAR race. Yeah, no, I can't. That's honest. Pool in between. <laughs> Typical Norman. Miss, nah, anything to miss the NASCAR race. Uh, but anyways. No, I, I agree, though. I actually I actually like the fact that F1's first. Because, I mean, it's an early start for me. It's 6 a.m., the F1 race. And then from there, you roll into Indy. And then by the time Indy's done and wrapped up, it's you're usually a couple hundred laps into the Coke 600, which leaves you a couple hundred more. It's not like you're really missing out. So... It's arguably the best Sunday for racing. Just I think me... I think where they really botched it is running the Indy 500 and then Coke 600 very close. I think they should have separated those more because yes. I think the American fans would have happily recorded the Monaco Grand Prix and would rather have started watching the Indy 500 at 10 a.m. At golf time. To, yeah, like... And, and starting the NASCAR race at two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of PGA, having them PGA Masters and, and, and stuff's on at like nine in the morning. Like, you know, IndyCar, green flag, 1030. I'm fine with that. Okay, he, hear me out, hear me out. That's what it used to be. No, but hear me out. Why do races not start early in the morning? Is it just me or would you not rather like wake up and have a race on? Like, I feel like the reason I really like F1 it's because I'm like stoked going to bed because I'm like, yeah, dude, the second I wake up in the morning, there's a Formula One dun, race on. There's like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm waiting till some freaking NASCAR races, dude. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm fired up, dude. I gotta wait till 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like sitting there like seven in the morning, like, hell yeah, dude. I got like six hours. <laughs> I can go to the pool right now. This. Well, I just for people this. that have normal lives, <laughs> oh, you, you wake up and you're not like that. You you get things done around the house, and then in the afternoon you get to sit down and have a cold beer, Boo. think about all the things you accomplished, and Boo. watch some racing. But I feel like I'd have I'd rather have it one way or the other. Though, like I feel like I'd rather get up, 
watch the race, get it done and over with, and then get going on with my day. Or I'd rather get going on with my day and then start watching in the evening. Like I feel like that makes more sense. Like winter sports are this... normally on the evening or the morning. There's no like in between. I just have this vision of Antonio staring at a ceiling the night before at F1. I can't like, wait. Can't go like to sleep. It's, it's Christmas Eve. I can't sleep. <laughs> Is Signs going to get stuck in the gravel again? <gasps> Somebody cracks his door open. He's like, you need to go Antonio, to sleep. Antonio, well, I'm going to bed. I can't. <laughs> F1 tomorrow. Look like it's fun. I'm going to go punch a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Oh man, oh, that's man. funny. That's so I'm fired funny. up. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to. I can't wait to watch him wreck this week. Anyways. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. It's gonna be Uh-oh. amazing. Dave, you have a, some history. Yeah, sure. So I'll be brief because Monaco's. There's a lot of history here. Uh, too much. So, yeah. um, the first M- Monaco Grand Prix was on April 14th, 1929. Um, so 18 years after the first Indy 500, which I think is pretty incredible because if you're, if you're a racing fan, like Monaco seems like the holy crap, that's old race, you know, at least in my head. So yeah, uh, 1929 first race, like I said, they took a break in 1939 because there were some, um, minor conflicts going on globally. Um, yeah, it looks like. Uh, the only Triple Crown winner, Mr. Graham Hill, also known as Mr. Monaco, achieved uh, an extraordinary feat by winning the race five times in 1963, 64, 65, 68, and 69, which really put him on the map for every. I mean, he was on the map but well before the 69 win, but that really solidified him as a legend in, in racing. Um, of course, we can't talk about... Um, Old Monaco without talking about Fangio, five-time Formula One world champion, won in 50, 54, 55, and 57. Also one of the greatest of all time. Um, that's something we see consistently at Monaco is the, the greats of Formula One are pretty consistent at being successful in Monaco. Uh, Ayrton Senna, another one, a, a record six winner, six-time winner of the Monaco GP, 87, 89, 90, 91, 92, and 93. Fun fact, that video that we all love and know of Ayrton Senna on board driving around Monaco, that's the 88 onboard footage. That's the year that he crashed before going into the tunnel. And that's the only year in the, 80, in the late 80s that he did not win. So it's kind of funny that that footage is so synonymous with Senna being the greatest of all time. That's the only Monaco that he lost. <laughs> he crashed <laughs> on his own accord. No one hit him. He just lost it and hit the wall. Um, anyway, Still a good lap, though. Still oh, yeah, a good lap. Killer, killer. And the sound of that engine is just unrivaled. Um, but anyway, yeah. And then, of course, we can't talk about uh, Monaco without talking about arguably 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 let me be clear the greatest formula one driver of all time mr michael schumacher who won in 94 95 97 99 and 2001 becoming a five-time winner um and a seven-time formula one world champion which we may never see broken sorry lewis goat um and uh i guess the most memorable recent performances uh danny rick uh, had some technical issues with the car, but still was able to pull off uh, a really, honestly, incredible victory in 2018. 
Um, and uh, we've seen some other big victories since then. But this year, I think we all know who's on the front of our mind if everything goes normally, which would make it his second Monaco win, Mr. Max Verstappen. But we'll see what happens. I mean, Checo has been really strong. Um, I'm sure, Levi, you could harp on some of this. Uh, but, I mean, Max is just, he's Max. Um, yeah, he's good. He's got ice in his veins. I know that's a Kimi Raikkonen thing, but dude's cold. He's cold. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anybody. I mean, first it's Red Bull and Red Bull, but Perez is good here. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, I think Max is just hands down better this year. I'm gonna dip into the old too much. Yeah. But uh, and one last thing on the history, you know, I think the what makes this track so special um, is that it really hasn't changed much since 1929. We've seen some barriers get added. There's been two cars in the history of Monaco that have flipped into the harbor, if you're wondering. that has happened twice um, in the same year. And uh, that's because they just had hay bales next to the harbor back in the day. We should go back to that. Yeah, I know, right? That'd be tight. Um, and so, of course, they've made some safety improvements. They've widened some of the corners and stuff. But all of the the you know legendary you know, casino and um, the tunnel and the hairpin and all of these legendary corners. I would argue the hairpin is probably the most well-known corner in world racing history. Probably, I would argue. If we're just talking about corners, one corner, the hairpin at Monaco is pretty damn legendary. And it's been just like that since 1929. And it's always been a problem. Always has been a problem. Um, the cars are getting bigger. We have a greater chance yeah. of seeing gridlock at the hairpin than ever every year we race here. And it makes us wonder if how much longer we'll actually be able to fit two cars through the hairpin at Monaco. Um, I don't even know how they get the race started when they're doing their pace. Yeah. I mean, it's it's even the just them pacing around. They've had accidents. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough track. We may we might be the last generation that gets to witness Formula One at Monaco. So enjoy it while you can. Um, mm. We may never see Shame. another five or six time winner here. That's the truth. Um, yeah. So so yeah, enjoy it while you can. Hopefully, we get a little rain to spice it up. But um, <laughs> I got high hopes, man. I think I think we're due for a doozy. And um, I think the drivers are hungry and you add a little rain and a little bit of um, Monaco, Monte Carlo magic. And I think you could see some crazy stuff happen this weekend. Or it could be boring as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could. So An interesting we'll fact, yeah. too. I don't know how much they do, but when the day's over for racing, they open the track up to the public. Yeah, they still do. And it's a funny story, so... I'm a big fan of Jensen Button and he has a, a book and it's really good. It's a, like an autobiography kind of narrative. Um, really, really good. Anyway, um, he tells a story in the book about how uh, they were, they open the track up to the public and everyone parties all night, like Friday night, Saturday night. And a lot of the bars spill out onto the track. Well, all of Monaco is scooters. It's just all scooters. Like no one, like there's a couple, you know, you just a couple of people drive cars around, but for the most part, you get around on a little Vespa or whatever, because it's so small. Well, at like four in the morning or five in the morning, a crew comes by. And if your Vespa is still parked on the street, which is the track, they take it and they take it away, like to the impound 
Well, there's many Formula One drivers, not just Jensen, but Jensen is one of the drivers who's like been caught out at the bar too late and had his Vespa taken and had to walk back to his hotel. <laughs> because nice. they clear everything, the trash, they clear all of the scooters, the cars, everything gets towed away. And there's been plenty of stories of crew and drivers getting stranded at bars because they go outside and it's a racetrack again, not a parking lot. It's yeah, awesome. It's funny. That would suck. Did not know that. That's some good stuff. It's, it's a, t- it's a functioning thing. town. I mean, they party their, their butt off till late, late, late. I mean, it's a functioning town through the Grand Prix, which is crazy. Mm. A functioning country, too. Or uh, uh, principality, sir. Oh, my, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, principalities. Yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah I think that's the word. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm from Texas, Sure, man. we're going with <laughs> like, it. <laughs> I know Republic and Nation, that's it. <laughs> anyway. So I guess that, that brings it to the old uh, in it, win it, or bend it. Is that good with you fellas? Yeah, man. And I think, I think we're, we, have we all agreed that we're just going to push it to next We're going to have a lot to talk about after the race, I think. Yeah, so, so I think I'm up first, if I remember right. Is that correct? I don't want to step on toes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Alonzo will be my... Uh, my uh, win at pick. I'm kind of going backwards on my picks. I, I really think he's got so much uh, history here, and he's been here so many times. And of course, it's, it's freaking Alonzo. Um, but they're looking good. And then um, for the in it, um, probably signs in the old Ferrari. Um, look at looking solid. I, I'm afraid Leclerc's going. Oh no, dude! <laughs> I don't think he's going to wreck out. I just don't think oh, he's going to no. have a good day. A pox on your house. <laughs> Says Levi. Because I'm going with Piastri Woo! for the old Bennett. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on that kid to to do well. And I think uh, McLaren's aren't there yet. So that's my three, boys. Good ones. Well, boys, I guess that means I'm up. A, B, C, D. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to start with my in it. I already know my in it. I'm still trying to pick my win it. It's just I'm I'm fighting. I'm gonna pick George Russell to be in it. I you know I don't want to pick a Mercedes to win it because I don't know what these upgrades are gonna do. But I feel George can at least get points this weekend. Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess for my win it. I just don't know. I, I just don't. Th- Ferrari struggled so much this year, or not this year, but at this track here lately. I'm gonna say Lance Stroll. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the other Aston Martin. Ooh. You know, I I don't know. And then Nick DeVries, he's gonna bend it. He just man, too much on him. I know. I know, Dave. You 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 want him to be successful, but it's I think okay, he puts though, too much pressure on himself this weekend. And if if he, he gets booted, if he gets booted, we might see Liam Lawson come in. And I am a huge fan of Liam Lawson, so eh, you know, you win one, you lose one. But huh. Antonio, I think you're next, right in the yep. alphabet. What's after Z? I'm, 
Uh, Canadian. Why? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the Canadian yep. alphabet. <laughs> Z? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah, our, our keyboards go court uh, Z, not court D. I'm <laughs> That's funny. Or sorry, court Z. No, but anyways, uh, I am going to, what am I going to do? I'm going to go wild card here and be totally wrong, but I'm going to do it. Why not? I'm going to guess the Hamilton's going to win it. Nice pick. Why not? Damn it. I was actually going to remind everyone, because I feel like we forget to reiterate this every time we're actually doing the Ben and Win It in it segment. Uh, win It does not include Red Bull. We've no. kind of just written them off yeah, at this point. They're so, gonna, yeah. If you be, put it this way, if you do actually win it with your winning driver, you get... Something. Brownie I points. Half I don't on the know. back. <laughs> a crisp a crisp high five. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Uh so yeah, no, we're gonna go with uh Hamilton to be my win pick. Uh I'm gonna go with um Alonzo to be my in pick. Um and for my bin pick. Who's gonna be my bin pick? Who's gonna bin it? You know what, bro? Yuki Sonoda's reign of terror ends. I'm calling it. He's been in it. Really? Yep. He's wow. Done. Gosh, we're so oh, by the way, on that, on that, yeah. So on that uh, topic, real quick, uh, they have verified that uh, Marcos verified that Daniel is not in the running if they do end up doing a switch with Yuki, and they gave him three races, but Emily got rained out, so I don't know if that means he's got two more or what. But they are on the lookout for him. So two just more to, to what? To prove that he's. <laughs> No, 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 not Yuki, DeVries, sorry, my bad, DeVries, oh. DeVries, on that hey, team. Hey, Nick, that you gotta do team. better. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, we know this, we've seen this with G Gasly, right, uh, getting brought up, we've seen this with Albon getting brought up, pushed back down, you know, this. they don't... Red Bull doesn't mess around. Red Bull, Alvatari, they don't mess around, no. dude. So, they got DeVries, sorry, I was, I was scratched out, I jumped the gun there, but uh, DeVries is the one they're on the lookout for, but it will not be a Ricardo seat. They'll bring up another driver. Yeah, I think Lawson's the obvious pick. He's on fire again, winning like crazy in Super Formula. And like, I don't know. I'm a huge fan. Also a collector of Liam Lawson autographed memorabilia. So if you want any of that, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Can you please just um, list the drivers you do not collect for? It'll be shorter. I collect the ones that I know are going to do well, which are everyone I'm collecting right now. So... Uh, uh, but like I also collected Giovinazzi and that didn't pan out may pan out this weekend maybe like did you see that signs got injured during a soccer game today I don't know how bad it is but I saw a picture of him on the bench with like a whole bunch of trainers around him and it looked like it was hamstring and like you know and I also collect Robert Schwartz Schwartzman who's the other Ferrari reserve driver so like come at me you know what I'm saying <laughs> but like like no you're right I collect all of the scrubs that could one day be awesome so that's like everyone that sucks right now you know like Noah Gregson I also collect him you know he just hit the wall by himself <laughs> but one day he'll be great he was the fan vote so I'm doing something right you know what I'm saying Anyway, uh, I guess it's my turn, right? Um, all right, so I'm going to treat this like a Vegas parlay bet. Like, I'm going to swing for the fences because I'm last, and I'm only going to be last three times a season or so, four times a season. If more get canceled, maybe less. So um, let's say Bennett. I'm going to start with that. Uh, Max Verstappen, Bennett. Bang. Put it down. 
He's not made of gold, people. The man can make mistakes, especially in the rain, especially with all of the drama we're having with teammates and in Red Bull. Uh, Checo is the previous winner here. Max going for his second, probably both starting on the front row. Um, I mean, I, I, if we're just naming random names that we think may, may crash, I honestly think Max Verstappen has a better chance than some to bin it this race. In it, e, I'm going to say, I was, I was going to say Lewis Hamilton to win it, honestly. So you stole that from me. So I'm going to say Ham Jam in it. Um, more specifically, I think Ham Jam top six for sure. Um, and then win it. I need to see look. I need to see Leclerc pull it off. Last year was so heartbreaking. It was almost a joke, right? <laughs> like really? <laughs> like, Don't worry. I'm well aware. Like of that. really? It still Ferrari? hurts. Really? Like. He, the dude's due for a break. He's honestly, I think, I mean, I know all these guys are amazing. You put them, you put any one of these guys in a Red Bull in their max. I, I mean, I get it. But like, I think Charles really is special. The, I think he's an incredible, incredible racing driver. And I think he deserves a chance at a world championship. And more importantly, right now, I think he's a, deserves a chance to win his home Grand Prix. So um, it's a biased pick, but Leclerc to, to win it, Ham Jam in it, and Mr. Max Verstappen to bin it. And if I win it, if I get all three of those, come on, guys, you gotta like buy me a t shirt or something. Like, come on now. We'll make you a Lap Zero podcast t shirt. <laughs> come on now. Oh, I wanted to shout out F1 a little bit. I mean, like, it's oh, not that big a deal, but yeah. I figured I, I figured I'd bring it up. Come on. on. <laughs> So I just want I just want to say I just want to say I just want to say as we all know Imola got canceled so this is what F1 TV sent me in my email 4 days ago Due to the situation being experienced currently in the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy Formula 1 president the president of the FIA the competent authorities including the relevant ministers the president of the Automobile Club of Italy, the president of Emilia-Romagna region, the mayor of the council and anyways and everyone else apparently Decided to not proceed on with the event, right? Cool. Okay. Anyways, last line of this was great. As there's no race this weekend, we will be extending your F1 TV subscription by seven days. Oh, man. You do not need to do anything. This will happen automatically. Wait, Antonio, okay. are you telling me that after the season ends and there's no more racing to watch, you're going to give me seven more days? <laughs> seven more days, dude. <laughs> Dude, that totally makes up for it. Oh man, it's cool. Okay. No, it's cool. All jokes aside, all jokes aside, that's pretty cool. I'll take it. I'm happy. I mean, that's yeah, cool. Seven more nothing, but, yeah. no, nobody really does that. I mean, I mean, they just raked in probably seventeen million dollars off of Miami. I mean, probably more than that. But you know what? What's the seven more days, dude? I'll take it. Dude. That's like the right. that's like I'm, the NBA saying like, "Hey, after the finals are over, we'll give you NBA TV." For seven more days. Seven more days. <laughs> it's like all right. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm being. I know. I'm being a shithead. But all in all, honestly, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, they, they don't. People usually don't don't give you back much. They did but, something. I mean, whatever. It's another seven days. They, they did jip you a week, so yeah. they're like, you know what? Here's another. Because week. you know I'll who was it. affected by this flooding in Italy? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. My heart. They canceled my triple header weekend. Me. I needed, I need something. I don't care if there was three <laughs> feet of water, dude. Strap, strap a prop on that. 
<laughs> everybody get some everybody some rubber ducky floaties. Get some goggles going. Get him going, man. I want to see Yuki in a speedboat. The, like, come on, you man. Race <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. It would have been crazy. That would have been crazy, man. You can't a, you can't tell me. A right. northern Italian sea turtle sea turtle race. Right, I will tell you this. <laughs> it didn't quit didn't make lap zero quit for running Imola. Well, you know what? To top it off of uh of lap seventeen, you know what we're gonna do? When we decide to stop making podcasts, we're going to do one more because we're going to give you seven more days. Yeah, that's right. Seven more days. We're going to cancel. We're going to cancel one week and be like, hey, guys, just letting you know. Everyone gets seven days. Seven more days. We guarantee another episode. Even if we quit. Oh, it's funny. Uh, oh, man. What a, what a time to be alive where you get seven more oh. days. They're sponsored by Qatar Airways. Seven days. That's the best they can do. <laughs> we all know they got infinite money over there. Like, come on. <laughs> I, think we need seven, I think we need more seven more freaking words in the race name. We, we already got like fourteen really strong word letter, man, for sure. Seven days. Dude, good thing. That's all. Dude, I'm so happy they canceled the they canceled the Formula One Qatar Airways Grand Prix Mail del Made in Italy del Emilia Romana and 2023 Grand Prix, dude. Like that's crazy. You got seven free days of F1 TV, man. <laughs> dude, I need seven more days just for reading the title. Like, dude, it took seven days to read. Like, <laughs> oh man. Uh, the uh. Sunday.